This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. Dear God, we know that you are in all and through all and with us all. We know, God, that you are love and there is none like you. But Lord, sometimes when we sit in the quiet of our lives, we wonder why there is pain and struggle and delay. You know, Lord, how we press our way, how we persevere and how we get up when we have been knocked down. But Lord, you know it gets hard sometimes. And we need to hear a word from you. So speak to our hearts, Lord. Take away distractions. And give us your word. Give us inspiration and direction and drive to rise again no matter the obstacles we face. And we will be glad to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. I have for you today two scripture lessons. The first is from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 13. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 13. Good morning. And I'll be reading it from the New International Version of the Scripture, Jeremiah 29, 4 through 13. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back 
to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen. And the second scripture lesson is Hebrews chapter 10, verses starting at verse 23 through 25. And once again, the New International Version of the scripture, Hebrews chapter 10. And it reads, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God With this in mind, the title of the message is simply this, Hold On to Hope. Hold On to Hope. As many of you know, since mid-June, we have been exploring a series of messages encouraging us to step into the supernatural as we claim the power and possibility of God in our lives. The Lord has given us a concluding word today which sums it all up, and that is no matter what the struggle, no matter what you face, trust God. For God designed you with a good plan in mind, and walk by faith, and no matter what, hold on to hope. That's why the title of the message today is indeed that, Hold On to Hope. Think for a moment what a blessing it is for those of us on this thing called the spiritual journey to witness children being blessed and baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. What a blessing to witness parents who have come today, who have given this church an amazing blessing to see children dedicated to God in a spirit of hope. Without a doubt, if you are a parent or a godparent, you have hope for the child in your midst. Amen? Amen. You have hope that they will have a better life. You have hope that they will be safe and secure. You have hope that they will see things and experience things you would have never dreamed of as far as possibility for their lives. You have hope that by them knowing about God, they will have a blessed future. To baptize is a promise for what we know about Jesus Christ is communicated to those who come before us and bless their children in the name of the Lord. It ought to be palpable. We believe that by knowing God, your life will be better and the life of your children will be better, all because we have hope in the Lord. We believe that as children come into relationship with the community of faith and have a relationship with God, 
their life will be better. We believe that as you come into the way of knowing faith, no matter what you've been through in the past, things will get better. And as it is common when grown folks stand up on behalf of their children, we all come together in a spirit of hope for the children. Don't we hope for the future of children? It's just something that's innately inside of each one of us. We have hopes and dreams wrapped up in the lives of children. You have an actual belief that this child is going to have great possibility in their life. We hold on to this idea of hope when we embrace the lives of children. In our text found in Hebrews 10 and 23, we are told, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us not cons- now consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up coming together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We are here together to encourage one another to stand together, to pray together in a spirit of hope. So what is hope? Hope is the belief that circumstances will get better. No matter what you're going through, you got a little something inside of you that says, you know what? It could actually get better. Better is a possibility. I'm holding on to hope. It's not a wish for things to get better. It's an actual belief when you hope. When you hope, you start to act as if that hope you have is possible and you start to live into the hope. Hope becomes an actual belief. The knowledge that things will get better no matter how big or how small. So why hold on to hope? It's the belief that as a child of God, after a disaster where maybe you've lost your home or your car or your possessions, everything material, that as long as you hold on to God, God is going to come through for you and your family and give you the strength you need to start over. That's hope. That's why we hold on to hope. Why hold on to hope? It is the steadfast determination that a brother or sister who has cancer feels it's worth the fight because they hope God is going to do something in the midst of their situation. Why hold on to hope? Holding on to hope is believing that God is indeed your provider. And even though you might have lost a job or stuff is a little bit funny with your money, you believe that God is going to come through for you and give you what you need to take care of you and your family. Why hold on to hope? Sometimes situations in our life look so bleak. And it's a good possibility we could go down, yet hope stirs us up, and that's vital for our survival. Hope is why in the face of setbacks, you get up in the morning anyway. For some of us who made it here today, we made it here today Mm -hmm. in hope. 
Hope is what got you out of the bed this morning. Hope is that even though you may be down, you still try to get back up because you believe in the possibility of a shift in your life. That is what hope is all about. And that's why you got to hold on to hope. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, the text reminds us to hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. God promised that there is a plan for your life, plans to prosper you and not to hurt you, plans to give you hope and a future. Do you believe that God has good plans for you? Hold on to that hope. Some of you may remember Hurricane Katrina back now in 2005. Look at how time goes on. And those of us who remember seeing the images on the TV screen of those that were suffering in Louisiana, you got to admit there's something about the human soul to survive that was powerfully seen during Katrina. How did people persevere? Many of them persevered because they had this kind of hope, even though things looked bleak. And see, I love folk. I love folk of Louisiana. I love folk with the brown hue because we've got this feeling of ingenuity, like we're going to make it. No matter what happens, we're going to make it. And in Katrina, I saw folk with couches that they were turning into boats. they like, even though I don't have a boat, I'm going to hold on to this couch and I'm going to try to get to freedom. That is hope. Even though the situation looks bleak, you're going to hold on to that couch and a paddle and press your way towards a better future. See, in this life, there are two ways to approach your tragedies. You know, you have psychological victims, psychological victims. Mm -hmm. Look at what happened to me. I'm down. No one helped me before and no one's going to help me again. I'm down. Mm -hmm. And when you are a psychological victim and you have lost hope, you despair and you allow yourself to be consumed by the loss. And you know, when you are a psychological victim, you don't even try to help yourself. You're like, I'm just going to lay here in the mud and let it run me over. I'm going down. I'm down. Nothing good is going to happen. I'm just going to lay here in the situation. I'm just going to let this flood take me away. When you've lost hope, then you let things take you over. But then there are psychological survivors. That's those folks who just have a little spark and they're like, you know what? It's possible I can make it. I'm going to hold on. I'm just going to press my way. I'm just going to kick the can just one more step. I'm just going to take one more step and I just might make it. That's a psychological survivor. In other words, how can I help myself to survive? I may not have a boat, but I got this couch and it's made out of pleather. And I'm going to get me a bat or a stick. And I'm going to try to press my way. I'm not going down. I'm going to go forward. Even though it may look like I'm not going to make it. I'm going to make it as far as I can on this couch. Help me somebody. That's what it is to hold on to hope. It may not look the way some people think it's supposed to look. But you're going to hold on to the possibility of the breakthrough. And think about it. Each and every one of us in this place has been through some things that could have taken us out. Mm -hmm. 
Hello. But we are 100% survivors because we're here right now in this place. Think for a moment about what could have taken you out. Some of the relationships, some of the stuff we ingested. <laughs> How did I make it home all those nights riding with my friends when we weren't in our right mind? Somehow, some way, I'm a survivor. Every one of us is a survivor in this place. God has brought us through yeah. some of the worst times of life. And the God that brought you through then is the God that's going to bring you through again. As long as you hold unswervingly to the hope that you profess and you remember that we serve a God who is Faithful, God promised, and God is faithful. God has brought you through before, and God will bring you through again. But there's an extra part to this, and it's a call that God is placing before us that those of us who are survivors of the past, those of us who have pressed our way, those of us who have risen up in the face of odds, we've got to remember that in this life, our job is also to be an encourager of somebody else. Because there might be somebody else in the midst and they're not sure if they can make it. They're thinking that they gotta go down for the count. But if you just have a little spark of hope that you can share with somebody else, if you can encourage somebody else that they can make it, that's what community is all about. Hold on to hope. Share that hope. Believe in hope. Know that God promised to bring you through and be a dealer of hope. We've got to be hope dealers in this life that we help one another make it if we hold on to hope through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. for tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where change makers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.